Hi everyone, it's Raghu back with an old friend, very old friend, Krishna Das. Krishna Das, how are you doing? Okay, how are you? I'm tightening my chair. <laughs> <laughs> we both uh, we're both a little bit under the weather, but we're doing this anyhow. We both got, I gave you a cold. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but um, yeah, I got it from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seem to have it worse than you, though, for some reason. Well, I had it pretty bad for a few days. Now it's kind of uh, today. I'm a little better. Uh -huh. Hopefully, I'll be better tomorrow. Yeah, and hopefully by uh, uh, next weekend when you do that uh, big concert yeah. in New York. Yeah. So um, the first thing I want to mention is that uh, there is a new CD from Krishna Das. And uh, it just it's out over the last weeks, actually, and here in the fall of uh, 2017. And um, we w so just talk a little bit about how that came together and why you titled it, what you titled it, etc. You're asking me to think about this. Yeah, <coughs> just a little bit. Well. Um... The last couple of CDs I did were more studio, you know, overdubs and in the studio, everybody adding parts. But I just felt that I wanted to do something more intimate and more uh, spontaneous. And so we all played in, together in the studio together, you know, all the whole band. And the band's been playing together for so long that uh, all the, the few different variations of the band, you know have been playing together for so many years that it, it wasn't, all you do is you just say one, two, three, let's go. And mm. everybody's there. So it was a wonderful feeling that way. And very, very simple. There, uh, there were only a couple of little overdubs, uh, and Johnny key sings with me on a couple of songs and the regular, the usual suspects are there playing the instruments and, uh, David it just felt like something. Yeah, yeah, David McTurn and and Mark Egan and uh, Arjun and Nina Genevieve mm. and Noah Hoffield, who's kind of slid in lately. Yeah, playing cello. There, yeah, playing cello. Uh, it, and uh, Mark Gorman usually plays with us on the road more and on the West Coast. But, uh, but um, yeah, I just wanted it to be simple and straightforward and. Very, it felt deep to me. I wanted it to to. Res, uh, I just wanted to do it like who I am and what it what it is, without any special effects or any kind of thing, you know. And I think it came. It really reflects that. I think it really feels very deep. And I mean, there's some party time too, but it it definitely uh, a deep feel to it, mm. which is kind of a process that I'm I keep going through, getting deeper and deeper. Mm. But it's but it sounds uh, really fantastic. It was really well recorded. Uh, oh, we have the, the avatar engineers, Jay Messina. Jay, yeah, one of the the greatest engineers in the world, especially when it comes to acoustic live music. I mean, yeah. there's very few. Of course, he did Aerosmith for years, but and John Lennon and everybody. But he's also he's a genius at at uh, acoustic. Recording. Yeah, and he's been with you for so long, he knows all the intricacies and the subtleties yeah, he knows of how, how, we want it. how we want it to feel yeah. and everything. And he's fantastic. So it's called Trust in the Heart, right? Am Trust right? in the Heart, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's something uh, 
we definitely want to uh, talk about a little bit. But I want to play something so people get an idea. If you have not heard anything from the album, uh, we want you to hear a little bit so we can uh, talk about it and it'll make sense for everybody. Uh, we're going to play a song called Namo. And uh, it, uh, let, let's just play it. Okay.
right. So I, I do. That's Namon, and uh, there is uh, the little bit of a backstory for me because we got together. Oh, it's a couple of years ago, summer before last, I guess. You had just uh, the idea and the concept of the song had just come to you. And you said, uh, we were in Maui together visiting Ramdas, and you said, hey, let me, I want to play you something. And so you played this song, which, uh, you know, as you have all just heard, uses uh, our guru, Neem Karoli Baba, in, in the actual uh, song, which is unusual. <clears throat> it's unusual in some ways, and in other ways, many people do mantras with their guru's name. Hmm. You know, uh, it's not unusual to do a mantra with your guru's name. Many people are initiated into mantras with their own guru's name. But it's something unusual for me that I haven't done before. Uh, and uh, not for any reason other than I haven't done it <laughs> out loud. Anyway. But it was it was unusual for me just because I've always had a... Th I told you this at the time. You know, all these people that use their guru's name in songs and they're a little bit in vain <laughs> <laughs> sort of more in new age vein shall we say yeah uh, like what i don't remember oh well, uh, never mind don't, don't yeah don't, let's not don't trash don't, anybody uh, online yeah, on exactly. there yeah, exactly <laughs> uh but uh but anyhow i always had a thing about it so when you sang it mm. and i you didn't say what it was you just sang it and then it there it was and so i had an immediate reaction oh christ using Maharaji's name and you know just or Omar Maharaji I should have used Christ's name right? yeah right yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the uh, for me because we sang it a little bit yeah over the over the days that we were there and you sang it rather and then you know I yeah. started enjoying mm -hmm. and then it started to strike a much deeper place which it has for me uh over over these men well with the last year and change until now it's on this on this record yeah. to the point where it has uh, it's been something that's deeply connected me in just like in the middle of the night when i might wake up and it's some kind yeah, of mind yeah. warp uh that that has been there so i i i'm way appreciative of the yeah. fact that it exists now well, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, uh, I, I don't even put a picture. Mostly, I don't put a picture of Maharaji up when I sing, and and the reason is I want I want everyone to feel at ease, and for everyone to be able to come and sing without feeling that, oh, I don't want to sing to his guru. I have my own guru. Mm. People people feel like that, and mm. I respect that. And so I don't I, you know, because Maharaji's not necessary for us. He's more than just a personal uh, guru. Uh, he's more than just a being in a body because he's apparently not in a body at the moment. So he's become ultimate space. He's become, you know, the divine presence. He's become uh, the, the sky of, of consciousness for us, which is always here and always present. So it's not so much a personal thing, but still... I, I have to be honest. I, when every time I sing it, I'm always just a little bit, you know. Okay, here we go. Oh, really? Huh? Just because I, I don't know. I, 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 it's almost like you know. Well, never mind. What? <laughs> what? 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 Uh, it's just. It's almost like 
opening your heart, exposing yourself in a kind mm. of a way to be judged, you know, mm. to be evaluated and judged. Because mm -hmm. it's the simplest thing. It's the most basic trusting place in my heart. All I have in this world is him. I don't know anything. I can't do anything. I can't think. I can't meditate. I can't concentrate. All I have is him. And so to put that out there like that, you know, it's something. Yeah. I hear you. But on the other hand, all I have is him. So what else am I going to put out there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and all the names, you know, the guru is the doorway to everything, and the guru is the doorway. And you know, the chant goes into Sri Ram Jai Ram, which of course was his mantra in a sense, the name of Ram. Mm. And so the idea is that through bowing to the guru, entering through the doorway of the guru, you come to Ram, which is the true nature of all beings, mm. which is who the guru really is, which is who re we really are. And, um, so it's that process of, of surrendering and bowing and of trusting in the heart. Yeah. I love the title. Uh, before we get... Yeah. I love that, that, you know, there's a that trust in the heart sutra from the third patriarch. Yeah. It says, the great way is not difficult for those with no preferences. Yeah. Right. So right. anyway, so we so it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. But before we do, I do also want to remind uh, people... Uh, that you uh, are going to be out in California soon, uh, soon, November 17th through 19th. You're going to be at this new place called 1440 Multiversity, which is like a, uh, a wonderful uh, new platform for people to get together in retreat with wonderful teachers and, and uh, teachings from all different traditions. And uh, I also want to say that we're happy to at Be Here Now Network to become part, have become partners as uh, uh, just uh, just now with them, and they're helping sponsor what we're doing on the podcast network, and and vice versa with what they're doing, and and our, uh, we really love their values and uh, what they're uh, what they're trying to accomplish. So uh, any of you who are in, they are in the Santa Cruz area. Go to fourteen forty uh, Multiversity. You'll see it up on our page, our podcast page here, Mind Rolling. Uh, you'll be able to link up. But uh, Krishnas will be there. And if you're around over that week, I believe it's a weekend, 17th through Yeah, Monday, Friday, yeah, Sunday. Um, uh, doing a, uh, <clears throat> a retreat. Uh, do find your way over there, especially if you're in the neighborhood. So 1440 Multiversity. Yeah. I believe that the Saturday night kirtan is open uh. or will be open by the time it comes around for uh, uh, people who aren't at the retreat to right. come. But I don't know that for sure. All right. Well, check in with them. They'll let you know, everybody out there. Um, so, interestingly enough, the trust in, in the heart is the name of the CD. Uh, and I said this to you recently. You didn't know because you don't pay too much attention to the themes that we develop for the Ramdas Krishnas retreats in Maui. No, but because uh, it's all the same anyway. Whatever comes out of my mouth and his mouth is pretty much the same. Yeah, even regardless of the theme. <laughs> yeah, but I, regardless of me twisting an arm to say, yeah. "Hey, can you talk about this?" Um, but it is about trust. 
this uh, yeah. winter uh, when this retreat's going to go on, which unfortunately everybody out there it's sold out. Uh, but uh, we. But May is not sold out. May is not sold out, and Krishnadas will be there with Ramdas. Uh, early May, you check at ramdas.org, and uh, you'll you'll find out. Uh, Roshi Joan Halifax will be there, and Frank Ostaseski will be there as well. Um, May, but. Uh, but actually, even with the November thing, everybody, uh, even if you can't make it, we do live stream uh, over the weekend, Most uh, a bunch of the sessions, not all of them. Um, so trust. Trust, yeah. Trust is a big thing, you know. Very big. We're not, we're not, we're not allowed to trust our own hearts as we grow up. You know, we're not, we're not given that. We're not thrown back on ourselves or offered that uh, that place in ourselves mostly by the, by the culture and by our parents who are the the product of the Western culture. You know, mm. everything you you were supposed to want and everything that's going to bring happiness is supposed to come from outside of you. I mean, there's no looking within uh, in the culture as a rule. You know, and the whole the whole thing about so-called spiritual life is to look within is to turn is to turn within so to speak i mean these are metaphors is there really an inside is there really an outside it depends that's all up for grabs but the idea is to real happiness lasting happiness uh, can only come from us uh entering into our own true nature what's really within us and if we don't trust our own self even on a superficial level if we don't trust our own intuitions and our own feelings how are we going to even find that that doorway into ourselves mm. so it's really a big thing you know uh people always say well you know how do i know this practice is working for me or not i said only you know who else could know you have to trust your intuition about it, trust your feeling about it. And it's very hard for us to do that. Yeah. Very hard for us to do that. And so why is chanting a, a great thing? Because the chants bring us inside there, into that place, that kind of feeling, which isn't dependent, isn't coming from the outside. It, it, it brings us, it moves us more deeply into ourselves and gives us a... a a hit of our what's in there of what it feels like not to be outer directed what not to be clinging to the outside stuff yeah. and still feeling something uh good yeah. um yeah you know uh, one this uh, rinpoche that i study with says things like emotions and our our those kind of feelings are real we really feel them but they're not true Real but not true. So if you want true happiness, true love, true, true not trueness, if you want reality, we have to learn how to release our clinging to uh, the, the the things that we experience as real, which is our emotions, our feelings, mm. stuff like that. Mm. That has to be let go of little by little, and that's what chanting does. Mm. Yeah. You know, I tell people when we talk about this subject, um, I tell people that another thing that helps is if you meet a being, and they don't have to be enlightened, we wouldn't know that uh, in any way, 
anyhow. But there's uh, there's an you know intuitive trust that can happen with somebody who's been a little bit further along the path. And and my best example of this was uh, when I first met Ramdas, and I'm, I'm supposing you know you could say the same. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know I was told about him at the radio station. They wanted me to promote a a, a lecture he was giving, and uh, I said, well, I don't do anything without hearing it. And they sent over a tape of of a previous lecture. And I listened to it, and, you know, every word was, oh, God, yeah, I've been waiting to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. And and just his tone of voice and so on. And then I thought, shit, I have got to meet him, and I want to bring him to the station and so on. So they did uh, arrange that, and I did go out in Montreal, where I'm from, and uh, found him, and he was alone in, in an apartment in Montreal, uh, just hanging out, <coughs> waiting to do this thing that night, I think it was. And he opened the door, and he just greeted me. But he, every bit of his being and his consciousness was directed only to me. It was like I was the only person in the world for him in that moment, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I just... I just had this thing. Nobody had ever put that kind of attention and given me that kind of attention, not, not, not just physical attention and so yeah. on. Yeah, it wasn't not just attention, but uh, really paying attention. Paying you know? attention, yeah. Really, really with you for that moment, you know, yeah. really with you. Not anywhere else, not, not even evaluating you. Not, there was no filters right. between you and him, between us and him. Yeah. It was just right in, you know, right there. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that was... Yeah, extraordinary. When was that? What year was that? Do you remember? So it was 69, end of 69, early 70, something like that. 69. Yeah, and I know yeah. you had met him, you know, a year and a half previously, 68 or whatever it was. And this, uh, yeah, about 67, yeah. Um, no, he- but I know you had, <laughs> I mean, I remember you telling the story yeah. recently of going up to the farm uh, in Massachusetts and uh, and seeing New him Hampshire. for the first time. New Hampshire, rather, yeah, and seeing him for the first time. And having a very, very similar experience. And that experience for both of us, of course, led, that trust uh, led us to have no whatsoever, no um, doubt that that we needed to get to India. And uh, no matter what, even though he was saying, well, I can't tell you who my guru is and I can't tell you where he is or any of that, we knew we had to get there. And uh, but that so yeah. that trust uh, engendered something much much deeper, uh, and that I only understood years later, uh, and certainly only understood after I met Maharaji. Uh, but uh, that uh, intuitive trust uh, that many many people search for, uh, and and you can say, well, you can't. Uh, depend on an external source for that trust, even a teacher, but there is an inspiration. Do you find that uh, as well, that a teacher can give you? No, of course. You know, it's not, nothing's really external anyway. I mean, it's, it's, where is that trust? Where are you feeling that, you know, inside? Just as, just the same as if you've felt distrust of someone, you'd be feeling it inside. Mm. It's your feeling. So, you have, but like I said, we're not trained and allowed to trust our feelings. So, when a feeling is so strong that we really don't have any 
that we really move into it fully, that's a big thing. That That's a special thing. And that's a result of the purity of what we're coming into contact with. Because the whole thing with Ramdas is that Maharaji is in him, is in him. And so it's, and the inside and everyone is the same. So we're getting the inside. We're not being pulled out of ourselves. We're pulled, being pulled into ourselves because mm. he's greeting us from the inside out, essentially, mm. from our hearts. Right, right. Yeah, and that's when it, when we really feel that, you know, you, it's like when you fall in love, even with, with the person, you know, it's a, you don't doubt that. You don't doubt it. You, you feel it. It's total for as long as it lasts. This one's lasted, what, 50 years already, so that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so that, so it, it's, it's the, the, the openness and the purity of Maharaji and Ramdas that touches that place in us, which is deeper than our thoughts and emotions and our doubts and our fears. Mm. It's just deeper than that. Mm. And we are told over and over and over again by those who have uh, gone a little ahead on the path or way ahead on the path that pra <laughs> practice, 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 practice. So you sent me this uh, a link to a movie the other day uh, that's just a fantastic movie. Isn't it beautiful? Uh, oh, my God. I mean, to think that such a thing exists. So... Uh, it's, uh, I can't remember. What's, do you know the name of it? Uh, you know I what? Don't... We'll put it up on the, uh, on the page. On the so, web, yeah, yeah okay, on the webpage, uh, you know, on Mind Rolling, so people will be able to access. It's, a, it's about, uh, an incredible, uh, yogi, basically, uh, who, uh, goes off at something, and really it wasn't early. You hear a lot of these beings go off when they're, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and so on. He went off yeah. when he was 24, after he was married, actually. Right. And, yeah. uh, and into very, very solitary and barren landscapes in uh, just practicing, practicing, yeah. practicing. Yeah. So, what was your impression of him? Lama Govinda oh. is his name. Yeah, not the Lama Govinda. Yeah, the not German, yeah, right. the, the famous German uh, Tibetan Lama. Um, no, this was a Tibetan. He's it was Tibet, right? Was it Tibet? You know, it's it North Nepal? India. It's North India, actually, where he was. It was Is not it? Nepal or Tibet. Yeah, Himachal, maybe Himachal Pradesh. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. Uh -huh. Yeah, his name was also Lama Govinda, which is unusual because Govinda is a, a Hindu <laughs> name, an Indian name, and the Lamas are Tibetan. Vajrayana, anyway, but there are some lamas with those kind of names. Um, yeah, it was so beautiful. He 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 just practiced and practiced and practiced, and um, gradually he understood that the people needed something, and he so he just started coming out of his cave and just hanging out with people and doing things and blessing people, and then going back to his cave. I mean, it's so beautiful; it's hard to believe. I mean, and he didn't. He he would go on. Uh on a pilgrimage, but yeah. a pilgrimage to nowhere. He just yeah. went on on a road in, in his, yeah. I don't know, in his neighborhood, if you want to call it yeah. that. 
and and some part of it he traveled by car and you're just seeing the way he walked and what he looked like and yeah he was so humble and modest uh, yeah it's ridic ridiculous and and we're talking no you know being in long 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 uh time in in uh, in caves or in many s- many many years yeah. yeah yeah the humility is something uh it's People say to me all the time, oh, you're so humble. And I say, yeah, I really got humble down. <laughs> you know, it's hot. You, humble is so deep. Nobody understands how hard it is for true humility to manifest. I mean, it's really egolessness is real humility. And, and being coming, entering into that deep awareness, that's real humility. Anything other than that is 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 at best a good effort, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, he so, talks about compassion a lot. Oh yeah, I mean, he's it pretty much says that's it is all contained within c- compassion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other yeah, thing, extraordinary. The, the other thing that he said that uh, he said you a guru is absolutely necessary. Then after some time, you you know you've got to do the work. He didn't yeah. say it in that kind of pedantic way, but he did say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I've heard, uh, may, I've heard you say stuff around this particular subject. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think mostly you say it is not necessary to go to India to find a guru to do, or, or anywhere else. Yeah, or anywhere else. Uh, but how do you, you know, how do you... Well, you can't find a guru. I mean, yeah, right. you can't find... Your own will will not lead you to a guru. Uh, our own hearts will lead us to what we need. And if we need a physical guru at this point in our our uh, development, someone will manifest. If not, someone won't manifest. But there's nothing we can do about it. It's not something you go and do with your own will we were drawn to india it was irrevocable on our we we couldn't change the way we were going and unless you i mean i gave every i i i mean i just was i was going for the duration i was never planning to come back to america Mm -hmm. i gave everything away i sold everything i had i had nothing left except a couple of boxes of of whatever i don't know in my mother's basement, and I was never planning to come back. Uh, I wanted this so much that that's, and it seemed to me that that's what I needed to do. Of course, Maharaji had other plans. He knew what I really needed, which was to come back to America and deal with my shit, Mm -hmm. which after a certain point of being with him, he must have felt I was able to, it was now time for me to go back and start processing. I, looking back on it, I think I would have disagreed with him, <laughs> but I didn't get a vote, so I came back when he sent me. <laughs> I but, disagreed uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. He said, too bad. I said, Baba, I'm just learning Hindi. Too bad. <laughs> you have to go back. You have attachment there. Mm. And boy, was he right. Yes. He, How he was, much time? He, <laughs> I'm just thinking of what you said. He has attachment there. I, he, um, 
as you well know, every day I would be sitting with my wife-to-be, Parvati, who many of you out there know, wrote this wonderful book, Love Everyone. And he'd say every day, Oh, your friends? Oh, it's very nice. Friends. And yeah, we're friends. And then this kept going on and on and on until one day he said to Parvati, did you sleep with him? And she was all indignant. Of course not. I wouldn't do such a thing, Brahmachari scene or whatever, right? Uh, uh, celibate. And uh, he laughed. Of course, that night, we did. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? What did, what, we were in what? the Jaipuria Bhavan, right? The, the oh, guest yeah, house yeah. not far from the ashram. I don't know. He put it in our heads, and there we go. There we were. <laughs> so the next day, it was all about you getting married? And, uh, you know, just merciless this because oh, I would, didn't want any of it. I had this whole other image of myself as a sadhu. I still have that image. bullshit. Yeah, I still got some of that going myself. Um, yeah. But anyhow, uh, and he said, you should, oh, she's a good woman. Does she give you, does she feed you? Yes. Does she give you money? Actually, she gave me some money. <laughs> she's a good woman. You know, you, uh, you do this. Anyhow, next day I, I went back. And I, I asked to talk to him. <clears throat> and of course, you remember how he used to say, marriage brings lust, greed, and attachment. And anger. And anger, yeah. So I, I went to him and I said, Maharaji, you said marriage brings lust, greed, attachment, and anger. Why would anyone do it? I was really saying to him, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and he just, one word in English, attachment mm. and i knew i was i was attached to being with this woman period and yeah. we ended up having two great sons and you know and fulfilled a bunch of karma so yeah attachment yeah attachment attachment it's not necessarily bad in the sense that it's it comes from our own karmas i would guess you know coming to fruition, things that enter into our life stream come as a result of our own karmic predicaments and uh, how we deal with them is up for grabs, essentially, you know, how we deal with the attachments and the karmas that arise have a lot to do with where we're sitting in ourselves and how we see our lives and how we see other people and you just do the best you can. There's really no playbook for it that's written in advance. Everybody has their own way of working through the stuff. Mm. You may not even think you're working through stuff, but at some point that you might recognize that or not. You know, I mean, it just, it's like, yeah, it just happens and then you're in it. And how did it happen? I don't know. You know, it just reminds me of an incredible thing. It's not exactly the same. A few years ago, uh, I was in Kenchi, and <clears throat> two old devotees came who had visiting. They were married, and they were visiting for the first time since Maharaji left the body. Very long time, many, many years. And one of them, the woman was, while we were singing chalices at Maharaji's temple, I noticed the woman standing kind of shuck still on the steps by his tucket, you know, on the on the porch there, 
And I just noticed her stand, standing there for a long time. And I thought, something's up there. But so I, we kept singing. And after I was over, it, chanting was over, standing around, she came up to me and said, Krishna Das, I think you're the only person here who, who can understand what I'm going to say to you. I said, what's that? He said, she said, I was standing there on the steps by the tucket where Maharaj used to sit, the bench, the, the bed. And I recognized, I realized that I was standing in the same spot where I used to stand when he was there in the body. I was standing in the same spot, looking at the tucket the way I used to look at the tucket. And I remember thinking and feeling 40 years ago, as I stood there looking at him, that I was exactly where I wanted to be, that I never wanted to leave this place. I always wanted to be right here. And she just looked up at me and she said, what happened? What happened? Married, kids, family, business, 40 years goes by. What happened? I was there. I was exactly where I wanted to be. What happened? It was an extraordinary moment, you know. Mm. It was just, and this is the way he is, you know. He he gives you what you need, and then boom, he sends you transfer hogia. He transfers you to the back into your live stream, you know. He pulls you out of your life, throws in whatever has to be put in there, and then sends you back to work to live your life in the best way, you know, and and recognize and 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 manifest all the beauty and love that he opened us up to. Yes. What happened? She what said, happened? Whoa. Wow. Cause I remember the same thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> thing. And, and the feeling of when she was the feeling while she was standing there in the old days was that I'll always be here. Yeah. It'll always be like this. Right. And you, it, and then 40 years later, what happened? Amazing. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you, this just came to light. I think I read it this morning. One of our satsang who is in India by Kenji, Ramrani, um, a, f- a woman came to the hotel above Kenji a few days ago. This is an amazing story, actually. Uh-huh. A woman from France, a French woman, who just speaks very little, uh, almost no English. She came, and her story is this. She was living, had a family, uh, lost her husband, either divorced, I'm not quite sure how, had some children. And uh, there was a close friend, or a friend, who acted... Uh, as a father to these children and was close to this woman for many, many, many years. Suddenly, he disappeared and she was absolutely devastated. This was all she had in life was this the solidity of this friendship and this this person who... After her husband had passed. Uh, yeah, or, either uh-huh. he passed or he divorced. <coughs> or he was not uh-huh. present, one of the two. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of this tremendous... Um, pain and suffering suddenly a knock on the door <laughs> opens the door some 
elderly man in a blanket says to her, Music! Go listen to some music! <laughs> Something like that, okay? And disappears. Leads her to what? What do you mean disappears? He walked away? No, no. She, just, yeah, I mean, she looked away and then he wasn't there. That kind oh. of a thing. Uh-huh. All right. Anyhow, the next thing she knows, she comes upon some music. Guess who? Krishna uh, does. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> she led her to go to Kenchi to be with Maharaji. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, uh. how crazy is that? And she got this out of her because she was able to speak enough words of French to get this story out. I, I just read it. I mean, you know, huh. as whatever we know, <laughs> yeah, all mm. things being, you know, a little odd, yeah. uh, this is uh, just out of the blue that Maharaji is still doing things like this where there's no relationship whatsoever this woman apparently had no idea of anything except that she was in this tremendous suffering mm -hmm. bang he appears and mm -hmm. next thing she knows she's got one of your cds crazy no? they remember the indian devotees used to say he gets his own work done mm. he doesn't need us to do anything if we are doing something it's just the appearance of doing something he does his own work so when I'm singing, really, there might be times when I really think I'm singing, you know, when it's me, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm not that stupid anymore, you know. <laughs> At least 24/7, I'm not that. You know, I know he's what it's him touching people. It's his, it's his essence in the voice that that's touching people. I'm just uh, I'm the front man, and I'm happy to be the front man. I don't. It's fine with me. I'm. I'm, not, I'm more than happy. I'm honored, and I'm, it's my life, mm. you know. It's my breath mm. to to sit, to chant with people, and it's the best thing I do for myself. But I know it's him. I mean, it's not even a question of knowing. It is. It's all him. He's pulling all the strings. He's the great puppet puppet master, mm. and the puppets forget that they're puppets. That's the problem, you know. Once you realize you're that who's pulling the strings, then you can just relax, and 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 float through life in the right space because everything is going on around you. So, But it's pretty, he yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. interesting, though. We just spent time with our good friend in India, and uh, I'm in a hotel room with him, and my air conditioning goes bad. It's like 100 degrees. It was not a good scene. We call, I call the front desk. Say, hey, could you send up the, somebody to fix this? A kid like 24 years old or something comes up to <laughs> yeah. fix it, and he fixes it. He doesn't speak that much English, but enough to yeah. say, because, I mean, we made an impression walking around the hotel. You know, we were the only white people, probably. And he says, can I meet Krishnadas? <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> and we set up a meeting, and he did a selfie the next morning. And where did he? Uh, he was, I, I met him in the hall once, and he said, can, you give me, can I get your CD, your new CD? So I gave him all my CDs on a pen drive. Oh, you did? Yeah. The engineer? Yeah. He, showed, he was in the hallway once and I was, came out of my room. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Sweet Anyhow, boy. yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, bringing back <laughs> India to India is a nice thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, just referencing uh, a little bit about 
I mean, for me, uh, you know, like you, I, I do go back, well, you go more often than I to India, but I, you, that is my retreat time to spend in India with the amazing beings that we've met and family and so on. And, uh, uh, there's what an, what an incredible trip we had huh? with the, it was like, we met so many elders on this trip. Oh. So many elders. It was every place we went, we we got a chance to hang out with our elders, and that means old, yeah, <laughs> really old. And they're all so plugged in, and you know, Swami Vimalananda at Shivananda Ashram. Mm, that was He's so great, so beautiful, so beautiful. Oh I should put up that picture you sent me today of yeah. the two of us. Yeah, we, I should. I'll, I'll put that up on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, and Subhashji, our great friend, old devotee Maharajis, and in Nainital KK and Siddhima, and yeah. everywhere we went, we we met really old, uh, even the, the previous generation, which was so plugged in. Yeah. They make us they make us look like polywogs. Polywogs. Tadpole. <clears throat> yes, nope. polywogs. <laughs> um, Babies. But. Uh, it was like the way that when we were first in India with Maharaji, when he was in that body, and how he took care of us. I mean, we were fed. The way that we were fed all the time, not just food, but the love of these yeah. people yeah. is extraordinary. And wherever we went this whole trip, we, we had that love. And, and, and we had, you know, uh, we had divine presence in different ways with different beings and so on and you know real darshan and um you know for me here i am i'm back home dealing with stuff quote unquote uh and um <laughs> yeah and that's a secret sign by the way, uh, those of you who see who will see this video, I just got the secret <laughs> sign, <laughs> and that'll be something we'll tell. Maybe we'll do a video, and then after we die, we'll be able to show it. <laughs> uh, but what I'm trying to say is, for God's sake, we have been given so much for so long. Oh, I mean, and this trip was just the essence of it. I mean, so much crazy. And and we're still such assholes. It's yeah. hard. To That's my question. That's the extraordinary part of it. How could we be such assholes? How could we be so stupid? How could we be so selfish? How could we be so asleep? How could we be so dead-hearted? How could we? How could we? How could it be that we're so fucked up after so much grace? Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah, I'm I looking. No, I have Come no on. answer for this. No I answer. answer. It's, I'm in. I'm in awe of of how stupid. We are. Mm. I am. I can't talk about anybody no, else. No, I'm. I'm. I'm right there with you. I mean, I. I told you I took a walk earlier today, and it just all came back to me, and mm. and and just the the tentacles of the self-interest, uh, you know, that it, it's uh. just. Oh, I mean, geez, it's really hard to take. And I had I had a couple of incredible moments myself. I I didn't even really yeah. talk to you about it. Just. Of of just the where the veil lifted completely for just a a flash a couple of different times in different situations and what is what what's enough you know it's like Maharaji I mean 
you know, he would do these miraculous things with us, which we knew he knew everything about us. He knew shit that we didn't even know. And then we'd only know after he said it and so on. And we'd be going, well, that was good. Maybe another another one might really <laughs> solidify the faith. In if you ripe one slice of the knife, the fruit flows down. You know, it just, whoop, it's just a little wind blows and the fruit falls. We are so unripe, it's hard to believe. But what can we do? We just have to accept ourselves the way we are and deal with it mm. and be, be as, 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 as present as we can in, in, in the swamp of our own bullshit. Yeah. You know, one thing Ramdas uh, talks about, which is really relevant to this particular part of the conversation, and he has the right to really talk about this uh, in... That's not the right word, but we're, I'm talking about contentment. And yeah. He talks so much about contentment, being content in the moment. And, of course, with the kind of suffering that he's Ugh. had over these last 20 years, it's just, as I say, he he can rightfully yeah. say when he says, I am in content, you know, in con- yeah. I am content, It's it really means something. And, yeah. um, and I think about us and, you know, we take so much for granted. Yeah. I mean, all of our suffering, so much of our suffering, even at our age, we, we, the, this little group of people, we have very little real physical torturous suffering, which many people do. But still, we, we think we're, we're, we have so much suffering, but it's all in our heads. And which is not, which is where suffering really is, essentially, you know. But we, it's in our minds, you know, and we're so un, uh, ungrateful for uh, all the good things in our lives, and um, we're so blind to all the beauty and love that that's available to us in our lives. And we turn so much of it away. It, it's just uh, astounding. Yeah. Astounding. Yeah. yeah. But uh, back to our... What uh, to do. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like when you talk about Casey Tuari, our mentor. Uh, and you talk about how he used to go into Samadhi. And I hear, and then you say to his wife, Ma, what, 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 what's going to happen here? What? Are we... When is he coming back? Yeah, and don't she... know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's <laughs> and it. I used to sleep when I would go to the house. She would sleep with the kids, and I would sleep in the bed with him. And he would get up at three thirty-four every morning, go to the bathroom, come back, and go boom. And not once in twenty years did he ever say to me, uh, "Would you like to meditate?" He never said anything to me like there was no should there was no he accepted me as i was he didn't he didn't want me to be any other way he didn't he had the spiritual presence and the right to say to me sit up asshole and let's get this together you know but he <laughs> never did <laughs> he, he i just turned over the other way and went back to sleep every time phenomenal uh, i i um, i'm in awe of 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 how Dumb, I and Tomasic I am. You know, it went on and on and on. 
uh, you're reminding me. Everything you say is reminding me of something worse that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I was with him in, in in with my mom in in Jugeshwar, and we were staying in a guest house. It was completely empty. My mother had a room, and then he's sitting with me. I said, "Okay, we get this room." And he's sitting, so you'll stay here. And I said, "Well, no, there's so many rooms here. I'll get my own room." I got my own room. I did not stay with him for the couple of nights that we were there, when I with had you? the op opportunity to just be with him twenty four seven. Right? Who? He, who? Tuari, KC. Oh. He invited me. Hey, let's. We'll stay oh, yeah, together. Yeah. Your yeah. And that was one of my greatest joys. When we used to travel together, we traveled year after year. We went all around India, and we always stayed together in the same room. You know, it was such a great feeling to go to sleep with with them in the same room. I wake up in the morning, and Ma was cutting fruit, mm. making chai, mm. and it was just too too amazing. You know, mm. so sweet that it was such an incredible feeling. I never had that feeling growing up with my own family, yeah. at least not after a very young age, you know. Yeah. I think I had it early on, very early on, but then it changed. And uh, so much, it was so important for me and my, the fact that I'm still here at all. With the love I got from the Tuaras, the way I was accepted by the kids as the elder brother yeah. to this day. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the Ma and Baba accepting me like that, just it was perfectly natural, you know. It was just what it was. It was, it was like a transfusion. It was just too beautiful. And the nice thing is, by the way, it's reminding me that we're going to share that to whatever ah, extent. Yeah, that's true. yeah, we're we're putting yeah, together. Yeah, hope we get that together. Yeah, well, it is coming together actually, and yeah. Uh, Hopefully next year it'll see the light of day, which is a little documentary, because uh, we have footage of Casey, yeah, uh, from back in the day, and uh, and we have you know a bunch of people, yourself and I and others, uh, talking about our experiences with him and and incredible photos. We have incredible photos over a long yeah. period of time, so yeah, that's something that we really wanted to share with everybody. Uh, he, in. Uh, I mean, we had several mentors, uh, Dada Mukherjee, K.K. Shah, and K.C. Tuari. And, of course, in a way, I don't even put Ma. Siddhi Ma is not a, a no. mentor. She is more of part of Maharaji's flesh. <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've been really fortunate. So, yeah, we, we ought to have a little contentment. We're gonna we're gonna stretch and reach for it, uh, given uh, the the blessings that we've had. And yeah. uh, but the truth is, you've been sharing them for many years now. And uh, you know, all of us do whatever it is we can do in our own little light to to share all of this with uh, with folks. So uh, I guess we don't need to be too too hard on ourselves in that way. Um, Thanks for being here. Good. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Good we have to see you again. In, yeah, again. <laughs> again since a week or two. Week ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice to do this. We haven't done it in a while. Uh, everybody, uh, please uh, go to uh, 
BeHereNowNetwork.com slash MindRolling, and you will see the links to get Krishna Das's new record, Trust in the Heart, uh, and uh, whatever else uh, links to what he's doing. Uh, there, oh, I, I think I'll mention this as well. You might have to give me the name, but there's a wonderful new online course that you did uh, recently. Yeah. Do you know the name of it? Um, probably not. <laughs> uh, let me see. Hold on. Well, it was, it, it might be called, uh, uh this is terrible. Um, we're going to put it up there no matter what. It'd There's a there. great, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's around Bhakti. It was done through Yoga Glow yeah, in LA. Go. So you can go to Yoga Glow and, and look for me, but it's some, it, you know, it is, it's the path of devotion. It's the path of love and what it really means in our daily lives and how it helps us get through our day in a good way. There's chanting, there's japa, repetition of mm -hmm. mantra, there's a lot of discussion about our own issues and how how the chanting and how opening our hearts uh, helps us really get to the right place. It's, a, it's really, I have to tell you, I had an incredible experience doing it. I was just sitting there in front of a camera mm. and everything fell away. I, I, I don't even know what I, I don't, I, I didn't even see what was in front of my eyes. I just was l immersed in the space and mm. the talking that was coming out. It was really, for me, it was super powerful. And mm. I think it's a very deep thing. Yeah. I remember you told me after you did it, I remember you, you were going that weekend and then we talked after that. So yeah, it yeah. was, it was so everybody pick up on that you'll see it up on the mind rolling page uh, all the links will be there for all this stuff and uh, you'll be able to partake so thank you again okay and uh thanks everybody for listening out there and for <coughs> supporting be here now network.com and we shall see you next week okay ram 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 take care